Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. What we're dealing with here is a total lack of respect for the law. You're listening to Done By Law, brought to you by the Federation of Community Legal Centres. Good evening and welcome to Done By Law on 3CR 855 AM, 3cr.org.au and 3CR Digital. It's just on 6.09 and you're here with Beth and Marissa broadcasting live from the 3CR studio. We'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the lands on which we are broadcasting and recording. Where we are, that is the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations and to pay our respects to their elders past and present. Tonight, we look at the new Sex Work Decriminalisation Bill 2021 of Victoria, which marks the most significant development in the sex workers' rights movement in Victoria to date. On the 12th of October, the Victorian Government introduced a Sex Work Decriminalisation Bill into the Lower House of Parliament, and this is anticipated to pass into law by the 2nd of December this year. The new laws would replace Victoria's outdated licensing system, which criminalises consensual adult sex work. It marks the culmination of decades of work by sex workers advocating to be treated in the same way as other workers, and will greatly improve the safety of their workplace. Victoria is the fourth jurisdiction in the world to decriminalise sex work. Tonight, we're lucky to be joined by Matthew, a sex worker and the policy officer at Sex Work Law Reform Victoria. Sex Work Law Reform Victoria is an independent, non-partisan volunteer group led by sex workers lobbying for the full decriminalisation of consensual adult sex work in Victoria. Matthew will speak with us about this bill and what it means for sex workers. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. To start with a big question, what is the current system regulating sex work in Victoria and what are the main problems with it? The main problems with the current laws are that it's so complicated. The existing laws we have in Victoria license sex work businesses and ask require all sex workers to be registered. It's a very restrictive system. It drives most of the industry underground. And it puts onerous restrictions on where sex workers can work, how they can advertise, who they can work with, and as well as putting council restrictions on locations of sex work businesses. So we know that right now the majority of sex workers are classified as unregistered or illegal, and the majority of the industry is underground. And what's the purpose of this new law? Well, the, the purpose of the new law is to, is to shift away from attempting to control sex work to decriminalising sex work, reducing harm and enhancing the health and safety of sex workers um, to integrate sex work into the mainstream economy. 
Great. And how does this proposed new Victorian law radically redefine sex work? And what does this mean for sex workers? You know, it's a really good question. And I think that we need to look at the bigger picture scheme of things here about what this means to Victoria and the world at large, actually. What we have is um, there are broadly three models of sex work regulation, repressive, restrictive and integrative. And if Victoria passes this law, we will move from a restrictive model that seeks to control sex work based on moral standards to an integrative model that seeks to focus on the health and safety of sex workers and use existing laws to integrate sex work into the formal economy like any other worker. So it's a fundamental shift in how society, the law and sex workers view themselves as equal and participating members of society. Excellent. And in this context, um, could you just define for our listeners what decriminalisation means and how this new law achieves this? Yes, so a lot of people think that in Victoria, sex workers already do decriminalise. And it's actually not, Mm. because there are hundreds of a set of criminal offences associated with consensual adult sex work on the books right now in Victoria. So what decriminalisation does is that it removes all of those criminal offences attached to consensual adult sex work while retaining criminal offences associated with underage sex work and coercion and trafficking. Great. And I know that you have talked about the importance of this model in enhancing the health and safety of sex workers, and it sounds like that's a very good focus to have moving forward. Most definitely, and and, and I can see an increased role for WorkSafe Victoria. The Department of Health will hopefully have a constructive role there. Local governments will have an increased role, and it's yet to to be seen um, how that will pan out. But it, it all looks good for sex workers because sex workers will no longer have to fear the police if they want to report a crime. And that's a big part of how these changes in the law can actually help sex workers with their health and safety. I always say to my friends, you're not in a, in a mentally or physically safe place when you can't report a crime. Mm, absolutely. Look, thanks so much, Matthew. We're just going to play a quick community announcement and come back and chat some more with you about this important development. You're listening to 3CR, 855 on the AM dial. Good evening, you're listening to Done By Law. It's 6.16 and we're chatting with Matthew from Sex Work Law Reform Victoria about a new bill to decriminalise sex work in Victoria. Matthew, regarding some of the offences that are being retained, what are the views of Sex Work Law Reform Victoria on those offences? There are... So the the Sex Work Decriminalisation Bill 2021 unfortunately retains some criminal offences attached to street sex work. And our organisation, like all other sex worker rights organisations, is strongly opposed to the to criminal offences attached to street solicitation. And this is because it doesn't work to help the sex workers. It doesn't help to protect society at large. It's a waste of police resources. And it also, existing laws um, on street solicitation simply haven't been used. 
Last year, we, we saw only one street sex work offence in the whole year in all of Victoria. So we're very much opposed to retaining street sex work laws. The, the laws around coercion and the underage children, they should be criminal offences and, and we are comfortable with, with that remaining criminal offences there. Mm. And you talked about um, sort of police interactions. Are there changes to the police powers as part of these amendments? There most certainly are, and that's one of the, the strong points of this bill. At the moment, police have quite strong powers to enter brothels and other sex work businesses without a search warrant for any reason. What this bill does is it brings sex work in line with other businesses and requires police to have a search warrant if they want to enter the business, uh, the sex work business. This is a really positive development because the over-policing of our industry is one of the reasons that there has been a quite a weak relationship between the police and sex workers historically in Victoria. Mm. And part of the bill is about decriminalisation, but it's also about um, reducing discrimination. So how does the bill do that? Well, that's actually a really good point because while people like to focus on criminal laws that can oppress sex workers, the reality is that most sex workers in their everyday life Discrimination is is the most important, is the, is the biggest problem. And so by amending the Equal Opportunity Act to insert a new protected attribute, and this is profession, trade or occupation. So what this will mean is that discrimination against somebody based on their occupation will be unlawful. And that's a really positive development because sex workers experience a lot of discrimination in accommodation, financial services, education, and pretty much every area of life. So that, to me, is one of the strongest and most promising parts of this bill. And you mentioned some of the criminal offences that aren't changing. Are there other laws relevant to sex workers that are not changing? And what are your views on that? So it's really important with this particular bill to look at what the bill is changing and what it's not changing. And what we see with this particular bill is that there's no announcement on um, changes to planning schemes, so where councils control where sex work occurs. We still haven't heard about the advertising regulations that will be introduced in the future. And the public health and infection control framework also hasn't been announced. So there's a lot that we don't know yet that will be announced in the future. And my organisation, Sex Work Law Reform Victoria, it's a wait-and-see approach on those fronts. We'll have to wait and see what the government announces about those other regulations. And um, there's something else that's been changed in the law, the Sex Work Ministerial Advisory Committee. Now, that's not a committee I'd heard of before. What does it do and why is it getting abolished? I actually don't know why the government's um, planning to abolish this. But what, what I will say about that committee, it's kind of funny. Um, people often like to complain that sex workers don't um, obey the Sex Work Act, which is the current law. But I like to talk about how the state government doesn't obey the Sex Work Act. What we know from Freedom of Information um, documents is that this Sex Work Ministerial Advisory Com Committee is supposed to meet regularly and is required to do so by law. But the minister hasn't done that since 2014. So oh, yes. 
So that's something to be aware of. The Sex Work Act is not working for sex workers. It's not working for the government either, clearly. But what the Sex Work Ministerial Advisory Committee does, it is, it's an avenue by which sex workers and other stakeholders can meet with the relevant minister to voice concerns and developments in the sex work industry uh, to help identify emerging needs. That consultation body um, wasn't ideal, but we actually do need some kind of formal consultation mechanism so that sex workers, as the stakeholders in this debate, have continued say about how the industry is regulated. So what I would like to see um, in the bill is some kind of mechanism for that meaningful consultation to be required of state government. Thanks, Matthew. There's been so many mostly positive changes we've talked about. Um, Given that there wasn't a formal, effective consultation mechanism in place, how did the sex work industry and the folks in the sex work business achieve this change? Well, knocking on a lot of doors, sending a lot of emails, getting some no responses and some positive responses and just doing a grassroots campaign. There were various groups that um, contributed in their own ways. I know our group really focused on, um, on knocking on all those doors, lower house, upper house MPs, and really just sort of our key message was always sex work matters, sex workers' rights matter, and this is a health and safety issue and reform is needed to better ensure the health and safety of all sex workers. So it's been a hard slog and we've had to do it without that formal mechanism there, but it looks like years of hard work is finally, finally beginning to pay off. And tell us a bit about Sex Work Law Reform Victoria. We actually formed about three years ago, uh, made up of sex workers. We were really concerned about the fact that these outdated laws were really harming sex workers. So we formed with the sole intention of decriminalising sex work and we, we launched a really active campaign with council, police and the state government to, to put sex work on the agenda because the problem with sex work is that no one likes talking about it. It tends to create red faces in a meeting room and we realised it just wasn't on, on the state government's agenda. So I'm incredibly proud that we brought so many sex workers into the parliament to fairly and squarely put sex work on this government's agenda. So it's all happening 1st of March, if the bill goes through, and then some more on the 1st of December 2023, so next year and the year after. Um, what, what are the changes that are coming soon and what's happening next? So broadly speaking, the changes in March next year will relate to private or independent sex workers and street-based sex workers. And the changes happening in 2023 will relate more to escort agencies and um, brothels. That's the, the short way, way to put it about that time frame. We also have to wait for those advertising and health regulations to kick in and we'll keenly await what the government announces on, on that front. Cool. We're just about to wrap up, um, but a few, few final questions. Well, you've mentioned, Matthew, wait and see on some things, but I'm sure a busy time for Sex Work Law Reform Victoria moving forward. What is your focus going to be? Our focus is going to be potentially on amendments and ensuring that the Upper House uh, passes this bill. 
as your listeners may know, the, the government does not have a majority in the upper house and we need the support of the crossbenchers. So we'll be speaking to the crossbenchers to say, sex workers' rights matter, please support this bill and vote yes to pass the Sex Work Decriminalisation Bill 2021. Excellent. And where can people go to find out more? Our website is a great resource, sexworklawreformvictoria.org.au. Thank you so much, Matthew. Any final words? I just hope that, you know, sex workers get a great Christmas present this year. Hopefully the Parliament will pass this bill before Christmas. That's my, that's my goal. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Done by Law, and that was Matthew from Sex Work Law Reform Victoria about the hopefully upcoming Sex Work Law Reform Bill. We've got a great song to leave out on. This is MJ and Beth from Done by Law, and this is a track I actually just discovered today, um, and it's a great one. It's by Salt and Pepper, None of Your Business. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you so much. What's the matter with your life? Why you gotta mess with mine? Don't keep sweating what I do Cause I'm gonna be just fine Check it out If I Somebody's clocking, so ask me nothing, will you just leave me alone? Never mind, who's the guy that I took home to bone? Okay, Miss Thing, never giving up skins. If you don't like him or his friends, what about that bin? Your pet pep's got a ill rep. We don't want to macaroni trap for rest. You better step, or better yet, get your head checked. Cause I refuse to be played like a fitness and trick deck of cards. No, I ain't hard like the bitches on a boulevard. My face ain't scarred and I don't dance in bars. Give us skins too. 
the moral of this story is who are you to judge there's only one true judge and that's god so chill and let my father do his job the soul and pepper's got it swinging again You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.